Greetings, D&D players, enthusiasts, and observers alike, and welcome back to Chronicles of Korea. My name is Ebba, and I will be your DM today and every day that this wonderful campaign exists. As usual, I am going to go around our virtual table and introduce you to both our players and their characters. And I'm going to start to the right of me with Jeremy. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Jeremy. I play Damien, Damien's lovable dad and blacksmith of the party. And the, the reason that our DM is laughing while she's doing her introduction is because we have had a lot of bloopers before the campaign started. Okay, <laughs> next. Next, indeed. Hopefully I won't fuck this up again, but we will move on to someone who is not prone to fucking things up, our wonderful player, Andrew. I do try to not, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, I'm Andrew, playing the Elthu, the lizard reborn cleric druid fella and i hear we're, we're going back to my home which will be so exciting this session oh yes very exciting i'm i'm very excited to delve into some actual backstory stuff tonight friends but moving on to someone who's had bits of backstory stuff pop up here and there uh as most everyone has but uh we have rosie Hi, I'm Rosie. I'm playing Elon for you guys today, who is a champion fighter from the city of Griha. And I am kind of prone to fucking up. Elon is not. Eh, I wouldn't say you fuck up that much. Bro, I try to make bloopers. Anyway, we're going to move on to our next lovable character of the group and his player, Nathan. Uh, hi everybody, I'm Nathan, and I play Rubo, a uh, rogue paladin pain in the ass. And last but not least, we have the lovely Gia. Hello, it's me, Gia. I'm here to play Chatwin Darcy, sorcerer, reborn, half-elf. Having a great time. Happy to be here. Excited to play. Woohoo! <laughs> yes, because everything has been sunshine and rainbows for Chatwin this entire time. How is sunshine and rainbows? Everything is everything's sunshine and rainbows. Absolutely. Fuck. Anyway, now that I've fucked up the Santhavec voice too, because that sounded half Russian, half Cockney, that was really weird. It sounded too happy to be Santhavec. Yeah. She's a bitter old hag. What do you mean? I am... I am indeed a bitter old hag. Thank you very much. <laughs> but I guess I'm doing Sansovek for your recap now. So hello. It is your favorite demon from hell living inside Chatwin's head. Yes. Yes. Get out. Shoo. Okay. They're shooing me. So I'm just going to go, f go the fuck away and torment them later. And thank you, Santavec. Now I will give the recap. So last time... Our party ended up in the town of Garibia, which is a city on the outskirts of the Howling Dunes, investigating some a combination of a strange plague and a strange mist that was hanging around the town. They bickered quite a bit on whether or not it was actually their business to meddle with their affairs, but after deciding that it was at least worth a look, our party split up through various parts of the city to collect information and ultimately found that there wasn't really much that they could do to change anything. So they went on their way. 
they have now started their the last leg of their journey down to the uh, Star Grove in the Snakeskin Fields, home of Felthu. So we take you back to our lovely adventurers as they start their last day on the road. Wagon heading down the road with their two horses plodding along. And I'm just going to ask, it's another about half a day of travel left. Is there anything that anyone wants to take care of? Any conversations anyone wants to have before we end up at the grove? I just have a question. Okay. At this point, Rubo has definitely noticed. Has everyone else noticed Elon's change in like demeanor and appearance and everything? Damien would notice a change in his demeanor, but he doesn't associate that with him not wearing fake ears. To be fair, my my hair is down, so it's really if you pay attention if my ears are poking out or not. I don't think they'll do really not like cares and he doesn't like he doesn't care about appearances, so he's probably not going to say anything too much. Ditto. I think Chatwin just puts it away in the library in her brain for later. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, Chatwin has a library in her brain. I struggle to keep a book. <laughs> Chatwin's got a mind palace that she that she hangs out in sometimes, let's be real. <laughs> but I did, that was just a general question, I did want to kind of sidle up to uh, Damien at one point during the journey, very cautiously, because he carried the sick guy. <laughs> are you are you the one driving, Damien? I am. Okay, but yeah, I think I'll not sit next to him, but I just kind of scoot up behind him and tap, tap, tap on the shoulder. Hey, man. Yeah, what's up, Chatwin? You, uh, you like make armor and stuff. You like make, right? I do. Not normally. Normally I make, like, horseshoes and nails and things, but uh, I did make my armor I'm wearing. Oh, okay. That's great. Um, I just, I'm, I I was never trained to be, like, a fighter. I don't know how to properly wear armor or anything, but I never, you know, expected myself to be in situations where I would have to fight either. Uh, I had an idea of an invention, and I, 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 nothing's set in stone yet. I still have to move some things around in my brain and actually get it written out and uh, designed, but I don't know how to design these kinds of things, and I don't know. Um, I, I just wanted to know if you would help me. All right. I could probably help with that a bit, yeah. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm very good at it, but I'm... I'm- I'm all, I'm pretty good at forging things and maybe a little bit of leather working. And I mean, I'm good at um, puzzles and uh, designing and, you know, I paint and draw. And so I could probably help create um, blueprints. I just don't know any of the mechanical elements of forging or creating things. Oh, yeah. Uh, you also want to pay attention to, like, making sure you've got space to move your arms and shoulder, your elbows and wrists. You're looking at, like, mostly leather, or are we looking for, like, actual armor? I'm not I'm not looking for actual armor. Nothing that covers the whole body. Just a little thing. Um, I mean, I'll hold up my hand that has the bronze claws on it that I got from the bandit. Just this right here on my hand got me thinking things. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll update you as I come up with the idea. I just wanted to um, get your general thoughts before I got my hopes up too much or made blueprints and then had nothing to do with them. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, are you looking to get like gauntlets you can attach those to? Not like big gauntlets, but like little ones. Well, it it also has to do with this. I'm going to pull out a few bits of my alchemist supplies because I'm really good at this. I I understand ingredients and potions and I want to I want to see how that can be more to my advantage, you know? So something like a a hollow knife. Yeah. We can we can brainstorm. I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. Um like I said before I went too far down the rabbit hole of ideas. <laughs> uh, well, we got quite a bit of road ahead of us. I can I can do some thinking as well. I might not be as smart as you, but I'm pretty good at the crafty kind of things. Yeah, yeah. I think we need both of our brains to do this, but I think it'll be worth it. All right. Yeah, give me something to work on on the road. Okay. Great. Great. I'll. I'm going to draw some things. I'll. I'll get back to you. Okay. I'll scamper back to where I was sitting before and dig in my satchel and take out my notebook and just start furiously drawing. <laughs> Out of character. I. I myself had a pretty cool idea for something that an artificer would need. I would need an artificer's help on. I want to see if I can actually do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I'm just going to sit and start sketching and writing down my idea. Rubo's kind of slunk off to the back of the cart uh, at some point through the day. Uh, and he's going to, he's going to pull out his book that he got and start trying to read it kind of in private though. He's trying to be sneaky about it. Okay. Remind the DM of what book you grabbed. Forbidden by Fate. It's smut. The smut book? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, okay. And you're trying to be sneaky about it, so roll me a stealth check, please. That is a natural 20. Oh my god. With stealth, a 22. Yeah, damn. You managed to expertly like pull your cloak as you kind of move to the back corner of the cart and set it up in a way so that uh, it looks like you're just kind of sleeping. But in reality, you've got the book open under your cloak and are like reading it like squinted almost. Perfect. But it's a very elaborate ruse, but it works because no one bothers you and you get to dive into what you believe to be the romance novel of the century as that's what it claims on the back near the description of the book. Perfect. I'm getting right into the, the good hot and heavy parts. Mm-hmm. And it does get quite hot and heavy. You can see why this book had a waiting list at the library. Perfect. I'm just secretly in the back reading my book. Fantastic. Anyone else looking to do anything? When we stop, I would like to cook. Okay. You guys could take a break about halfway through the horses would need a decent amount of time to stop and rest a little bit but what are you cooking damien i'm going to take some like some of like meat and stuff that i would have bought whenever we went and got for the horses food for the horses and i picked up like rations for us and i'm going to try and cook us a wicked stew because i realize damien has had cook utensils on him the whole time and <laughs> And I'm proficient in cook utensils, which means I have expertise in them because I'm an artificer. Well, damn. So I'm going to make a bomb-ass meal. Hell yeah, Mr. Chef. That's going to be a skill check. Or a tool check. That came out as a 26. Nice. (laughs) 
yeah, you put together a very delicious smelling and elaborate meal, and it's it smells good enough that Rubo, you are completely pulled out of the world of your book by that smell. I, I pop my head out of my little cover that I made myself. I'm like, that almost smells as good as a snack. And what is that? Oh, it's it's just some meat stew. Can I have some? Yeah, I, I made it for everyone. Anyone who wants to eat in there, at least. They're all through chat one. Come on, there's food. None for me, thank you. I'm busy. Scribbling. Scribbling. Oh, I've... I've got on the good berries. Thank you, though. It, you sound much more enthused about it, uh, Rubo. You should enjoy it. Oh. Uh, okay. Aelon, do you want to eat? Uh, sure. I don't mind. Aelon will scoot over, like, is it okay, Damien? Absolutely. The more the merrier. I, I made it for everyone. We'll have a little bit of leftovers as well. Wonderful. And you watch as Aliana kind of pokes out from behind your ponytail, Elon, and is like, that actually does smell really good. Uh, 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 you don't happen to have your own bowl, do you? No, but I can make one. Give me five minutes. All right. And she flutters off into the <laughs> into the grass. You guys are just in grassland at the moment, but you are starting to see a large grove of trees. Most of the snakeskin fields, which is what you guys have been getting into now, is rolling grassland and hills. So you guys have kind of been going up and down and up and down most of the day as the path winds through the hills. But And there's really only been a stray tree here and there, but you do see like off in the distance this large cluster of trees that you would assume would be Delthu's home. I'm just like scarfing down bowl after bowl of this stew. Um, like disgustingly, like food spittling out of my mouth a little bit. Like, Joe, you sure you don't want to get up here? Uh, I'm okay. Thank you. I, ha- I haven't seen you guys eat in a couple of days. Oh, I've had some of, um, I have my own, had my mostly empty bag rations. <laughs> and, and I have been keeping up with good berries. I know you all prefer the more, I suppose, it's to more tasteful. Right, they those good berries. Yeah, good berries. I'm just yep. not much of an appetite right now as he stares in the distance towards the forest on the horizon. I so badly want to insight it because it sounds like excuses rather than, oh no, thank you for the hospitality. <laughs> I just so badly want to do, but there's no point. All right, well, there's going to be leftovers if you guys want some. And at that point, Aliana would flutter up having carved like, you see that she would have literally carved like a small wooden bowl out of what appears to have been like a fallen branch. Does it look well made? Yeah. Or is it? Oh, nice. I'd look at it and be like, that's impressive. That's, that's pretty much as good as my skills with carving wood. Well, thank you. I mean, we're taught to live off the land. And since I didn't necessarily bring anything, because I honestly didn't think about the fact that your food is much bigger than our typical portions. She kind of holds up the bowl. I half expected you to bring the shell of an acorn. That would have been a good option too, but there aren't any out here. Uh, Regardless, very good craftsmanship. Well, thank you. Can I have some stew, please? Oh, absolutely help yourself, dear. What did you carve with? Oh, well. And she kind of pulls out. She's got like a small dagger that she carries with her. It's it's like a tiny dagger. Oh no! It's- Do you have tiny blacksmiths that make tiny daggers? 
rude, but that's a little rude. I don't mean to be rude. It's it's kind of cool. And her arms kind of cross a little bit, and she's just like, "Well, just because I'm not your fucking size doesn't mean that everything's suddenly an anomaly. I need tools and things just like you do." I've just never seen it before. Oh, so think about it. To her, her dagger is about the same size yours is to you. So it would make sense that their smiths can work it. They just need less materials, which is good for them. And and she's kind of like, she's put the bowl aside on the edge of the pot, like fully intending to scoop herself some stew in a moment. And is now tossing the dagger up in the air a little bit. And is like, and I can throw it at things too. I am very curious. Can you stab me in the arm real quick? Leilon. That's a very strange request. I want to know if it feels like a mosquito bite or not. Or is it actually that sharp? Well, I, well, I don't want to hurt you. I, okay, fair enough. It's, it's not about the size, it's how you use it, of course. Okay, Rubo. <sighs> what? My wife would disagree. <laughs> Pretty nice! <laughs> All right. I'm going to go back to my bowl. <laughs> Aliana is going to tuck the dagger away and go scoop herself out some stew. <laughs> <laughs> Damien is just rolling at that. Uh, sorry. Rubo's just staring over at Damien like, I, I don't get it. It's a joke. <laughs> what, what is the joke? I don't get it either. For, for once. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <gasps> Chatwin, Elon, please tell me at least y'all understood my joke. Elon's over at his bowl, just like, <clears throat> I'm good. Book over her face. <laughs> uh, it was a sexual joke. Don't worry about it. I, I want to know the joke. I, I just, I've, I always thought that way because I, I like daggers because they're, but they're, they're still good. I'll explain it later. Come sit up at the front of the horse, and I'll explain what I mean later. Rubo. Just kind of scoots closer. He's saying he has a big dick. <laughs> he, he, looks, he looks over at David. Do you say that loud enough for everyone to hear? Or just a Rubo. Just a Rubo, if possible. But I don't care if anyone listens. <laughs> he, he looks over at David and like raises an eyebrow, and he's like, oh, "Dad, oh!" <laughs> David laughs some more. <laughs> Gets himself a bowl and goes and sits over, like starts feeding the horses. Are you feeding them stew? No, I am. I am eating stew while I feed the horses. Got it. Okay. No, oh, we got them their own like rations. <laughs> I'm bonding with the animals. Yeah. Fair enough. And the horses happily munch away uh, as you munch on your stew. I can't wait till those horses die and Damien has another breakdown. I know. I can't wait. Oh my god. It's gonna happen. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, we'll see. That's not cruel at all. Anyway. <laughs> As the, uh, we get, like, I'm guessing this is, like, is this, like, our last bit of travel? Like, are we settling down for the night, or is this just... No, this is, a this is, like, a short rest to let the horses rest and recuperate, because they've been going up and down hills with the cart the whole time. And we've been sitting on our ass, and it hurts. <laughs> that, too. So what time of day is it? Uh, it's about noon. Okay. So it's about lunchtime. Okay, great. I will, because you said the trees, we see trees kind of in the distance. Mm -hmm. It's a, probably another like two, three hours until you reach them by estimate. I'll 
scoots up towards Theothu and nudge him a little bit. You alright? Oh, just just fine. Um, okay. things. <laughs> he kind of whispers for a second, like trying very much trying not to let the others hear. Just uh, memories, I'd say. I just I know that it's it, it not it's not easy for everyone to go home, and I don't know if what you are expecting. I can't say I know at all. But you know, if there's if like we we're going um just because you have your own things that you want to fulfill. So if there's at any point you want to leave early before we've accomplished anything or before we've done anything, it's 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 your call. Okay. Thank yes, thank you. I just here for answers, I suppose, and that will at least get us on some track or get me on some track, I suppose. And then I believe the temples we're heading to afterwards, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was the plan that we spent forever coming up with. <laughs> yes. Um, just, you know, people, in my experience, focus too much on what was, trying to restore what was. Um, but it's not always the most important, trying to restore what was. I just wanted you to know before we finished our journey there. Oh, I, I appreciate it, but I can't say I know what was fully. Mm. So mm-hmm. there is only to move forward under the light of the stars. Right. <sighs> Anyways, that's it. Uh, you know, just let us know if anything fails through. Of course. Shuffle away and uh, go back to my doodling. All right. And unless anyone wants to have any more conversations before we hop back into the carts and get on our way. I think Rubo, when he's getting back on, he just kind of jumps in as he's kind of walking back to his little sleeping position to continue reading. He kind of passes by Elon and he's like, looks over and he's like, you really think it's that big? I, look, I, I've been in the barracks before. I really don't want to think about it. I mean, I've seen his armor. It's kind of like, it does leave a lot of space. Let Rubo, please. Okay, okay, never mind, never mind, never mind. I just sit back down and start reading. <laughs> Elon is bright red. And this is why I wanted to cook a meal. The banta, the humanity, I love it. To talk about the size of your dick? <laughs> No, just for all of us to, like, banter and interact with each other. Fair enough. But now that we've scarred all the listeners thinking about how how well-endowed Damien is, you guys all settle in for the last part of the journey as rolling hills and grassland give way to a cluster of a variety of types of different trees. You see oak trees, elm trees pine trees kind of mixed in not as much as you leave the plains behind and the light of the sun is slightly shadowed out as you all make your way into the the forest so damien have you been driving the entire time unless anyone else wanted to take over through the trip elon can if you get tired i mean that assuming this trip is quite a quite a trek it's it's getting on like you've just reached the trees and it's like you started at around 8 a.m it's now like three o'clock in the afternoon that's not too bad you can keep going okay then i'm gonna need uh as you're sort of coming into a bit of a denser part of the forest the cobblestone main road has become like a dirt path at this point And I need you and anyone else who's kind of keeping an eye on the forest to go ahead and make me a perception check, please. 
Ruben was not. He's still in his little huddle reading. Fair enough. That would be a 22 for me, lass. Nice. Two. Yikes. <laughs> Hold on. Elon definitely is just because of what I used to do. Just give me a moment. I rolled a natural 20. Nice. Uh, so that is 22. That was my first roll. The hot damn. I'll, I'll throw in Thelthu is very much alert with a 16. Nice. So, those of you who rolled really well, uh, Damien, Elon, Thelthu, you guys would e- very easily be able to pick up rustling and movement within the trees. Thelthu, you wouldn't be able to make out individual figures as much, but you would know that there are multiple out there. Elon, in particular, you would be able to make out the shape of like four or five different lizard folk almost like now following you kind of moving as stealthily as they possibly can through the bushes but you've been on high alert ever since those bandits so yeah Elon's just kind of go over by Damien while he's driving and very casually just kind of whispers like we have a few followers not attacking yet though I noticed. I'm not sure what they are or how many, but I see them moving. I think they're what Thelthu are, so lizard folk. Oh, maybe Thelthu can talk our way out of this one. Let me talk to him. And Elon kind of goes back to regular position, kind of like still acting normal. It's just like Thelthu. Oh, yes. I presume you've also seen them. Yeah. You think we're okay? I, perhaps. I can't really tell you for sure, uh, certain. I could imagine, well, I would think not many come out here. Okay. If they show themselves, I, I, I'm i going to ask you maybe speak up just so, you know, we don't have another fight on our hands. <laughs> well, you wouldn't have to ask. I would have preferred not spilling their blood or ours. Exactly. Okay. Thank you. I'll just, I'll keep a lookout for right now. And Elon is. He's just going to keep a lookout still. And before you turn to go away or, you know, look out, he's just going to ask, do you think we should at least let them know we see them? Not shouting, but... Uh, it's I could hard to say. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Hold on. Can Elon insight, like, watch towards them, kind of, and try to get an insight of whether it seems aggressive in nature or uh, they're just being watchful? Uh, yeah, go ahead and make me an insight check. That would be an eight. Okay. You watch for a little bit. And honestly, even after like five minutes or so, you still can't tell what their intentions are. They're following. They're very obviously locked on to your cart and your people. You've seen a few of them kind of since you can see all like there's six of them exactly. You have seen a few of them kind of sneak up towards each other and exchange like quick whispers. Couldn't make anything out particularly of what they're saying from the distance that they're keeping. But some of them look kind of scared, confused. Another one looks a little angry and you're not sure why. Okay. Then after that little bit, I kind of go back down to Felthu and just like... I think they're wondering why we're here. Possibly. I'm not sure. We could just say something now. We could also just have one of us just yell and see what the reaction is. We could. I 
I mean, like, no one, we don't exactly know where we're going in the forest other than just in the forest, so perhaps we should make our intention clear, not wander around a bit blindly. I have an idea of where we're going, but... Okay. Uh, how about this? Hey, Damien, can you stop the cart? Yeah, not a problem. Uh, if things go peacefully, we still got some stew if they're hungry. Wonderful. <laughs> and, he, and he's gonna pull the cart to a stop. Hey, why are we stopping? What's going on? Why are we stopping? There's some lizard folk following us. Thelthy, you wanna, I don't know, try looking towards them? See if they'll say anything to you, maybe? Yeah, Alright. Then yeah, I think Thelthy will hop off the back of the cart and try to, like, if I'm only still seeing shapes, try to at least make eye contact or see a face rather than a shape. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, do you want to make another perception check to do that? Sure. This one's not much better. Fifteen. Okay. You take a good long look out into the woods, and while specific details aren't necessarily becoming any clearer to you, they're still keeping a decent distance. You are able to make out, like, the snout of a couple of them that would sort of lean towards where the face is, as opposed to just seeing a blob of a form. Okay, then more just looking at the ones he's able to see, the snouts of, yell out, probably in Druidic, because that's my assumption of the language. <laughs> I would assume so, they are a Druidic tribe. Yeah, yeah. Just don't mean any harm, just coming, I'm believed to be coming back for answers, is all. And you see them all kind of look at each other, look back at you, and one begins to step out of the bushes a very tall form towering well over even you Delthu maybe 6-7 easily would be this hulking lizard folk leather armor decorated with a variety of vines and leaves and he would have his bow drawn though it's gone a little more slack as he kind of looks at you and is like well 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 I never thought I'd see your face again, Thelthu. Uh, oh, and you'll have to forgive my ignorance. I seem to have lost my memory, but I am back. Hmm. Interesting. I'm surprised that the stars wouldn't even like let you recognize your old rival. Yeah, I stars have opened my eyes to other things. Hmm. And you see he's kind of like raising an eyebrow kind of very skeptically. Then allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Lago. It's a pleasure to meet you once again, but rivals, I mean, we don't have to be. Huh. Maybe in your forgotten history, mine, I don't think I can necessarily put memories aside quite like you can. It wasn't a conscious decision that they're gone. Perhaps, perhaps they will come back and maybe the feeling will be mutual. Well, you may want to hope that it happens soon. You said you came back for answers. Indeed. And I can only imagine you will not be that helpful then. Not myself, and not many in the village. They're not exactly going to be happy to see you again. And why would that be? Perhaps it's better I let a friendlier face explain. So be it. Uh, do you remember Muttet, at least? I can't say I do. And as he says the name, your mind very briefly pulls you back in and you are shown a very 
an elderly looking in the sense of as elderly looking as a lizard folk can get. Lizard folk, about two or three inches shorter than you, uh, at least now. She definitely towered over you still as a child. But you have some very fond memories sweep over you of her teachings. You would have seen a couple of other visions of her as well, giving valuable lessons and teaching you how to do various little things like catch fish and how to find the various constellations and things like that. All right, so I take it back. I do. Then where will I find her? Well, we can take you to her. Just me or can the others come as well? And I'll gesture behind him. That depends. Are they trustworthy? They are. Then you will be welcomed as guests for the time. Well, then it will be, I suppose, it will be their honor. And I will work to earn my right, my place back to be, well, not a guest, but a resident, I suppose. And he kind of, you see this look kind of wash over him. You see he's kind of getting through his head that you're not remembering anything. And he almost looks like he pities you a little bit as he simply nods and then turns back. You hear him order to the other lizard folk. They will be welcomed as guests for now. We can still follow the cart, make sure it goes the right way. I will lead out in front. And he steps away at a far enough distance that you can't quite make out what everyone, as the others kind of group around him, though you see them kind of peeking over his shoulders to look at you before they speak. How did that go? Definitely taking a second to look in where the, where the lizard folk were in the forest before turning back to answer. It could have gone better. I dare say, we are guests, all of us, and I dare say, just keep your guards up, but let, I, I don't know what is to come. I believe, though, it is my problem and not yours, at the very least. Okay. Delta, if it was... If it was only your problem, then you would have come alone. That's why we came with you. I mean, if things turn, I don't know, in some way bad, I will not have you all put at risk for something I can't even remember doing. Listen, lad, if things turn bad, I've got your back, and so do the rest of us. That's our decision. It is. It is. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. We'll burn that bridge when we come to it. Perhaps not as destructive, but yes. Indeed, I would hope you wouldn't be burning anything. And you see Laggard appear again, now kind of stepping in front of the horses who are kind of like snorting a little bit as he kind of looms in front of them. Is this common? Yes. He's speaking in common now. It's just a saying that usually if you don't figure it out and you decide to cross it later, it'll burn up anyways. Interesting. I've never heard such a saying. Are you ready to continue? He would have said that, and with your confirmation, he would begin to sort of lead a few feet in front of the horses, keeping a very steady and brisk pace, as no longer hiding, the other five lizard folk become very apparent as they've kind of encircled the cart. Though it doesn't seem necessarily threatening, it seems... As you watch them, they're keeping an eye out for danger, and but also, like, every so often, like, keeping an eye on you guys as well. Can I get out and walk alongside the cart? I don't, I don't want to be sitting down. All of this, all of this presence is making me nervous. 
You can. Mm. Little voice would chirp in your head and be like, do we really trust this? No. I mean, we're going to check it out. Fair enough. But I hope they understand that if if they start throwing things at us, we will start burning things. Maybe not burn, but, you know, we have uh, we've escaped from worse. We have. I would prefer to burn things, though. The sound of wor- burning wood is a very satisfying... Okay, no, no, none of that. None of that. <laughs> Waver away as I walk alongside the cart. <laughs> And she kind of is like, huh, fine. And you feel her dissipate in the back of your head. As you guys continue on for another five, ten minutes or so, and the trees give way to the true grove at the center, and you see a small woodland village open up in front of you guys. What seem to be like a few people who live very simply there's a lot less in the way of permanent shelters and more like you see wood set aside that looks like it's been set up almost like tents and tied together so that it can be folded up when it's not needed and a bunch of sleeping mats set out like here and there as far as more permanent structures go you do see some like little businesses set up they would have an area not necessarily businesses but like specialty areas where like there's a large pot for cooking food and where they've set out like various blankets made of like animal pelts and such where they're sitting and uh tending to meat and chopping up vegetables and things like that they very much appear to be living off the land and utilizing it to the best of their ability and what appears is very uh, hustle and bustle. As you all kind of pull the cart to a stop, they also sort of stop what they're doing. All the chatter dies down and eyes settle a mix of concerned and confused on all of you. But there are some, Delthu, you would see as some eyes settle on you. There are some very surprised and mixed looks once again, kind of settling on your form this is definitely not you don't necessarily know what you were expecting but this is not the homecoming that you were expecting yeah and i think when the cart finally stops at the center he'll get out and go towards um laggard and just so uh any more specific directions you want to give me and he'll nod to like a more permanently set up you see At the outskirts of the grove, there is a massive tree where a small outcropping has been literally carved into the bottom of the trunk. And the tree itself looks like it's no longer living necessarily, but they've made use of where it sat. And instead of knocking it down to create more space, they simply built space out of the hollowed out trunk. Well, Motit resides in the oldest tree in in the grove. She does most of her leading and guiding on the stars there as well. What kind of nod? I suppose it means nothing to you, but thank you. Don't thank me. Uh, And he'll turn to everyone else and say, You are all our guests here. I will have my slight business to attend to, but I suppose there'll be hospitality open to you. Do you want anybody to go with you? Right, are you okay alone? I should be fine. No offense, do you see how everybody 
Well, most of them are looking at you. It's unnerving, yes, but... What if... What if something happened, maybe? Like, you killed somebody? I think you may be on a right track or some sort of it. But either way, it's, at least this is a conversation I need to have alone, I believe. And this, if I did kill someone, and, well, a punishment would be just, but the stars will see my path. Okay. Just good luck. We'll, we'll take care here. I kind of nod, and is Laggard still standing around? Yeah, he's still kind of, as people are kind of coming up to him, you see again, like, they're all speaking to him in very hushed whispers, and he is, he looks like he's, make an insight check real quick for me. Sure. May I also make an insight check? You may. That is a 16 plus 6. Is that 22? Oh, shit. Yeah. I've got a 19. Nice. Yeah, so both of you would be able to see, like, the people that are coming up to Lagger definitely are not happy about Thelthu's presence at all. They keep glancing over, their sh- like, around the side of Lagger since he towers over most people, even by lizard folk standards. At least most of the lizard folk here. And Laggard, while not necessarily... He looks very conflicted. He kind of shares their disdainful looks in some ways but every once in a while you see kind of after they've walked away him kind of have this look of pity on his face as he looks at Thelthu and Thelthu you would pick up on a little bit of almost guilt a little bit could I try to I don't know what check with this because there was a voice at one point in one of the visions could I attempt to you know remember if that's the voice I heard. Are you talking about the one with the rocks? Yes, the climbing one. That would be a history check. Okay. Eight plus six, so that's 14. You're not sure. That voice carries a similar nasal tone, but it was also a much younger voice. It could have just been that it was a child that carries the similarity. You're not sure. Damien is going to put his hand on Thealto's shoulder and be like, if things start to go wrong and it's not justice if it's revenge do something anything make a bright light i don't care and come hell or high water i will drag you out of that place oh, don't worry i can always just turn into an insect and scatter scurry away but what if they can do the same and they understand that and then they just try to step on you or something i'll have i have tricks don't worry all right you you put my wife to rest i'm going to back you up here I owe you that much. Also, to be fair, using your logic, Thelthu, maybe you forgetting something is part of your stars. Don't forget that. I haven't. I, well, another reason why, not that I don't, you don't know, none of you have to necessarily come with me. What will happen is destined, in a sense. It will, it is my path to work, walk here. None of you, despite seeing the, the powers and the magic, it's... This is my tribe and my god. Right. Rubo's head pops out of the back of the cart. Good luck, buddy! <laughs> but he's gonna, Delta is gonna just turn to Laggard if he has a moment to just ask. I presume you could at least play host to my friends here. You know, kind of bow his head and <laughs> wave isn't the right action, but 
probably a, a like solemn nod to the party before heading off to the tree. All right. And you cross the field, which has now become completely silent as everyone has essentially stopped their daily tasks and sort of either you've noticed a few less faces since you gazed over the crowd or has sort of gathered to witness what's going on as you make your way over to the tree and sort of there is almost like a curtain that's been placed over the the hole that's been carved out of this massive tree must have lived for maybe 300 years before it finally succumbed to the elements but as you push this animal hide curtain aside you see in that same older lizard folk decorated by beaded necklaces and bracelets of various types spines down her back sort of cracked and showing their age a bit more from years of life and wear and tear but she doesn't necessarily seem to have noticed your presence she's very deep in meditation well if she's in meditation i think he's gonna wait (laughs) not to be rude okay you would wait a good five more minutes or so kind of taking in the area that's been carved out of the trunk you do see to the left side of the space a shrine to horikosh and above it another hole cut in the trunk almost as if to be like a window to view the stars at night and as mutit opens her eyes the right of which looks slightly glassier now she kind of blinks a little takes you in Delthu, is that you? Indeed it is. Back once more for lessons, in a sense. And you see this grin kind of cross her face as her bones sort of crack a little bit as she stands. But she very quickly like crosses the space and sort of pulls you into almost a death grip of a hug as she goes, By the stars, I never thought I'd see you again. He'll, like, very, like, g- gently and, and, like, hesitantly return the hug, but, um, I wish I could say the same. I mean that as I seem to have not known, or rather, I seem to have forgotten almost everything. And she kind of pulls away a little bit, looks up at you. What do you mean, child? How how much is almost everything? Well, I, I don't remember what happened to me fully. I don't, I don't remember our home here. I've only just remembered your name, and well, Laggart had, had to reintroduce himself. But I, of course, remember the stars. And you remember your teachings? Some, as they come back to me. What do you remember about the stars, child? Well, that they guide, that those souls who are risen from the dead are tormented, that there is importance and patience and not succumbing to emotion. All very good lessons, indeed. You remember the teachings. Good. However, there is much that you are clearly missing. Sit, please. May I offer you anything? Food, drink? No, that is is fine. And when she said there are things you're clearly missing, he's going to look down at his arms and legs. And she'll follow your gaze as she, like, puts down the kettle that she was going to put on for tea. That definitely requires some explaining. Do you have the answers? The blessings of the stars are not mine to give answers on. I can tell that's certainly what they are. But how does it 
is it different than kind of not knowing exactly what to say kind of holds up her arm <laughs> no that they're, they're as normal as they were besides well, blessings as you said and you can still grasp things properly oh yes and he'll unstring the uh the bow he has and just you know not really spin it around but you know move it around and she'll look at the the bow and be like, that's a fine make of weapon did you make that no, I was given to to by the Fae. It is a strange tale. The what? What is a Fae? I don't rightly know myself. All I know is we were in a place that time worked very differently. Strange. Definitely never heard of that one. T- my companions, some of them didn't either. It, we have one, someone from there with us, perhaps. I, that is asking too much. Um, but answers, please. <laughs> Of course. There are many answers to find. Um, How much have you forgotten? Not about the teachings, about yourself. Well, besides that I had studied under you, um, that I had climbed or was climbing, and, well, my name, I suppose, is all that really is what is there. In some ways, the stars have been merciful. In other ways, not so much. Come, sit. And she'll gesture to there are places laid out on the floor for like group meditation as well yeah he would go and sit (laughs) and she'll you'll see that they've sort of made their own candles as well she'll light a couple up on the shrine to horikosh and come take a seat across from you there's much to explore young velfu if we're going to bring back what was lost i would rather you see it with your own eyes however she kind of Gingerly scoots closer to you, holds out her hands. Let's unlock those memories, shall we? Let us, yeah, let us. And as you take her hands and once again retreat back into your mind, this time with what feels like a guiding force along with you, that's where we're going to leave it for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. What? <laughs> no! No! thank you all so much for listening i hope you enjoyed our rather tense arrival into Thelthu's backstory and Thelthu's homeland if you liked it and want to hear more of us we are on social media at chronicles of kriath pod on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok and we also have our full episodes up on youtube if you don't like listening on podcast platforms or if you have friends or family that don't. So, but as we leave you all for this evening, I just want to give a quick thank you again for listening. It really means the world to us. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>